Welcome to MS My Way, a podcast for people living with MS and those who support people living with MS. Today's episode is supporting the blog post with the MS Society of the Living Well with MS programme and a press release that I was involved in. It's called There's Always Two Sides to a Story. There are two sides to every story, it seems. Let me share mine. In December 2020, I agreed to take part in the Experts by Experience team with the MS Society, which which co-produced the Befriending team, among many others. While continuing to contribute to the Experts by Experience team, I was invited to join the Living Well with MS team, initially to co-produce the service, which led me to become a facilitator and taking part in the sessions. As a follow-up, Andrea interviewed me from the MS Society press team, which led to the following press release. For immediate release, it can be invaluable what you get from other people. East Yorkshire Woman with MS talks about how MS Society support sessions have helped her. A 55-year-old woman from Beverly is speaking out about how the MS Society's Living Well with MS sessions have helped her manage her condition in the hope others will sign up too. Rachel Tomlinson was diagnosed with primary progressive form multiple cirrhosis in 2017. She'd been suffering from symptoms for years before finding out she had the condition. Rachel now faces lots of MS symptoms, including weakness down one side, dizziness, problems with her balance, spasticity and bladder and bowel issues. She says all of them are made worse by fatigue. She uses a walker and an electric wheelchair to get around. She's medically retired but volunteers for a number of organisations including the MS Society, RSPCA and Unite Community. Rachel was involved in setting up the Living Well with MS sessions as a volunteer and has taken part in lots of them too. She says they've been hugely beneficial. It can be invaluable what you get from other people. Sharing your own experience can be really invaluable too. It keeps you in the loop. There's lots of useful information in the webinars that you wouldn't necessarily get elsewhere. The MS nurses and the neurophysios know exactly what they're talking about. Rachel also sat on the panel for one session. I've recently taken part in the newly diagnosed session. It was really, really beneficial and I didn't go in it for that. It was over two weeks and we explained our experiences. It brought me back into the spotlight of talking about MS. I tend to brush it over now until it affects what I'm doing. I normally throw myself into support mode to try and help others, but it felt invaluable to share. There's a huge amount of support available through the programme, including information webinars covering different topics each month. They focus on things like research developments, pregnancy and MS, and how to talk to children about MS. There's also wellbeing sessions which connect people with MS with others across the UK. Over 130,000 people live with MS in the UK. MS damages nerves in your body and makes it harder to do everyday things like walk, talk, eat and think. Tracy Harrison from the MS Society runs the Living Well with MS programme. 
MS is relentless, painful and disabling. It's an unpredictable condition and is different for everyone. That's why we offer such a huge range of support through our Living Well sessions with MS. So there's something for everyone, from those who may have only just been diagnosed recently to people who have had MS for many years. The sessions are a way of bringing people with MS together to discuss issues that may be affecting them, from changing symptoms to talking about family life. We always aim to make them feel friendly and open. You can find out more about the MS Society's Living Well with MS programme and the courses and webinars on offer. The links which you can find on the blog post which this podcast is about. There's also notes to editors, um, details of press release inquiries, details about MS and also about the MS Society. The same day the press release went out, her lab contacted Andrea, who I've, you'll see I've spoken to before, um, links available on the blog post. The next day, a reporter rang me and asked me for some further information, which I responded to. Prior to hanging up, I asked if I could have a site copy prior to print. She sounded uncomfortable about this and advised me she just wrote the copy. It was up to her editor whether the copy was printed. The very next day, this is what appeared in Hull Live and on their Facebook page. The headline was a start, which I totally disagree with. Beverly Woman's agony after rare disease robs her of her dream job and hobbies. After being diagnosed with MS, Rachel had to make tough changes in her life. A woman battling a rare disease says it's taken away her independence, her favourite hobbies and the dream job that took her years to achieve. Rachel Tomlinson, 55, from Beverly, was diagnosed with multiple cirrhosis in 2017. Before she had this condition she was a service support manager in the nhs she has difficult symptoms including dizziness and fatigue and has to use an electric wheelchair and a walker to get around due to this she had to give up her dream job hob and hobbies like swimming rachel said i suffer a lot with fatigue which brings on a lot of other things and stops me working i actually had a job i love i kind of worked my way up to it I got myself in a decent position when this happened. That's always one massive regret I've got. It took me so long to get where I did and then this happened and I had to give it all up. Rachel also misses the people she worked with and going swimming. She used to take part in reg regular aqua sessions and would do some sort of water activity around four times a week. She said that was her escapism. Since being diagnosed with MS, she's tried to go swimming once, but it did not go well. She couldn't manage to get changed or undress and had difficulties with, get, with getting in and out of the pool. She added, when I went swimming, I used to slide off the side and into the pool. Well, I couldn't do that now, and I certainly couldn't get out of the pool. I won't be up, and I wouldn't be able to go up and down steps. I used to totally love to go swimming. Now that she has to live with MS, typically ev everyday activities are a challenge for her, like shopping. 
if she goes to a local shop, she goes with her walker. But if she has to go to a larger shop like B&M, she takes her wheelchair. She said, I can't stand. So if I end up having to stand for any length of time, like in a shop queue, my blood pressure goes up and my heart rate drops. Basically, I'd go to the floor if I didn't sit down. Clothes shopping in particular is difficult for Rachel. She described it as an absolute nightmare because the rails are too close to each other. Another problem she has with shopping is not being able to get through the aisles in a wheelchair when things are in the way. The cost of living crisis has particularly affected Rachel as a disabled person. She explains she has to always be within a narrow temperature range, otherwise her limbs don't work. And so she either has to have a fan on or the heating on. Although everyday life can be a struggle for Rachel, she does not let it knock her down. She said, I try to live with it in my head every day and I just carry on as best as I can. I can't live with it in my head because if I lived with it in my head, then I won't be able to do things that I do. I have to sort of keep it locked away until it affects something. To help her cope with her conditions, she got involved in setting up the MS Society's Living Well with MS sessions as a volunteer and has taken part in many of them too. It can be invaluable what you get from other people. Sharing your own experience can be really invaluable too. I normally throw myself into support mode to try and help others, but it felt invaluable to share. In closing, the purpose of the press relief was for, to promote support to people living with MS. It was not about me. And sadly, as the mainstream media do, they sensationalised it, which is so disappointing. Also, by using the words rare disease, all it did was promote MS as something it is not. I'm aware the MS Society has asked for a correction. However, I don't hold out much hope of this happening. Anyone who knows me, and hopefully people who read this blog or listen to the podcast, know all I ever want is for people living with MS, their families and friends, to know there is support available. And for this, I am truly grateful. Which is what makes the whole live article so disappointing. Thank you for joining me today on MS My Way. Um, if you'd like any further information on the MS Society and also the work that I do, then please do follow me on my social media, accessible underscore rich at Instagram, accessible rich on Facebook, accessible rich on LinkedIn. And of course, there's always the blog at accessiblerich.co.uk. Until next time, thank you.